you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to episode number 264 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. What I learned about silencers and why I want one. An interview with silencerco.com. You know, silencers are legal. A little bit on racism. Barbara is back from womensoutdoornews.com. We're going to remember Dr. King. And celebrate the birthday of my favorite, Muddy Waters, a.k.a. McKinley Morgansfield. Before we get started, let me tell you something. This guy calls me one early morning on a Saturday. He says, hey, man, I got this special rifle just for you. Come out, check it out, and we're going to shoot it a couple times, a few times, and if you like it, you can have it, or I'll sell it to you or something. We'll make our work something out. This is going to be your gun. And I thought, wow, my very own big gun. I mean, this thing was uh, at least a 50 cal, and it was like fresh out the box. And I said, all right, man, let me throw my clothes on and talk to the wife, and I'll be out there. She goes, oh, where are you going this morning? Oh, I'll be, I'll be back in a few minutes. So I just got to go, uh, go shoot some, a couple of rounds somewhere. Oh, okay. Got in the car and I was gone, right? Three hours later, I made it to this crazy location and we were out there and this guy pulls this thing out, weighs almost 30 pounds. You could tell like plunk, it sits on the, on top of the table and we're looking down range and I'm like, holy moly. He's like a member of the 50 caliber shoot association. And I thought, all right, at least this is going to be something else. I can have something I can take like photos with and maybe I really get into the competition thing, you know, because the 50 Cal Shooter Association, they've been around since about 1985 and they've been promoting, protecting the sporting uses of 50 cows and they use these like thousand yard bench rest matches all across the country. So I was like, yeah, this is going to be my gun right here. Look at this thing. Woo. You know how you get when you get like a new gun you never shot before? But then... I thought, look at this thing. This thing is huge. What if it like kicks me off the table or something or dislocates my shoulder? Nah, nah, that that stuff doesn't happen. It won't be that bad. So I, I like took my hat and turned it around backwards like I was a super sniper or something. You know, I adjusted my eye protection and I. Tweaked my little Air Pro. I was like, all right, make sure all my stuff is on good. I had my, my Black Hawk shirt. It was starched, man. That thing was like like I was getting ready for a garrison inspection. I had the pleats and the seams going down even with the with my Black Hawk trousers. I was like Dan the Handyman dressed in tan. Even had the Black Hawk shoes. Man, I was pimping. So he's like, yep, here you go, man. We were all set up and everybody was looking and people had their cameras out and stuff. And I thought, yeah. This is the black man with a gun, big gun right here. And I sat down and looked through this giant scope. Man, this thing was huge. It was like, uh, I don't know. It had to be at least, I don't know, 14 by 50. Big old Romanian IRR Valdata scope. Big sucker, man. It had giant buttons on it. I'm looking at it. I can see butterflies flying way down there. I'm going, Wow. This is going to be cool. And they had like a couple of hard drives. You know, the kind of in old computers, them little silver square things, they were lined up. I was like, yeah, this is going to be sweet right here. So 
I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of touching everything. And I'm like, yeah, wait till they see this. This is going to be the bomb. Semi-automatic. Ooh, nice. So I grabbed a magazine. You know, I, I, I loaded up. And these are some big honking bullets, right? So I loaded in the magazine and off it goes, you know, and I, I racked that thing back and then it goes in. I was like, ooh, and I'm looking down the barrel through the scope and I'm, I'm kind of like cheesing, you know, the tripod's all cool and way at the front, man, it's got these giant square holes like, like a drag strip, like exhaust pipes, man. I was like, ooh, this is just so bad. This is going to be mine. I can't believe this thing got like a 10 round magazine. All right, here we go. So I put my face up on there and I got the cheek well and I'm looking through there through the scope and my eyes, I'm still like blinking it because it's like, all right, I got it too close. I had to adjust my glasses a little bit. And everybody's like waiting and looking down a range. And I'm, I got this thing and I'm getting ready to put my finger on the trigger. And you know, that thing must have like a half pound trigger. I wasn't even ready yet. My face was on the side of the, almost right near the scope. And I was thinking, all right, smooth on the trigger. All of a sudden, man, it felt like, like my heartbeat stopped. It got like a rhythm here. Took me off track, man. I caught my breath and my glasses fogged up and it turned kind of crooked in my hat. It flipped off. It didn't recoil. It was just the, the noise, the sound. My hearing protection had f- kind of flipped to the back. I thought, wow, that almost hurt. Not the recoil, the rapport. And everybody was like, ooh, 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 did he hit it? I don't know. That one eye was watering because the glasses had kind of squished up against it. So I'm kind of winking, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And they're all cheering, and I ain't want to shoot that thing again today. And I was like, yeah, man, this is cool. This is this is a nice Barrett, whatever it is, and you just keep your thing. It's, it's not my thing. And I grab my handkerchief, try to get my eye to stop watering, but it's, it's like I got punched in the face. I don't need my cheek. And I felt my heart. I think I had skipped a beat, man. Unbelievable. But if you shoot big guns, that's your thing. I ain't knocking it. Yeah, I know I'm tripping. Day tripping. What a ride it's been, you know. Been at this thing since like 1991. Remember, I started, I wanted to be a firearms instructor for the public. Help my community out. Didn't know the community. Didn't want any help. Started out as a security guard, trainer, law enforcement, do requalifications. Thought that would be a nice little niche. Wasn't making any money there either. Went into private security, did some bodyguard and some executive protection. Stayed away from home much too long. Got hooked up with the Law Enforcement Alliance of America, the National Rifle Association. Did some consulting, some lobbying. Learned a lot about media and talking and learning. I had a had a gift when I needed to have it. Started the 10th Cavalry Gun Club. 
Wasn't ready for that one yet. Started some public speaking. Went into the ministry. That conflicted with everything I had done prior. Didn't know that was going to happen either. Got involved in a couple of documentaries. Ended up helping out a lot of people. Found out that was my strength for sure. Had somebody who believed in me and helped me start a website back in the day. Back in when everybody had dial-up. Man, I had a serious whiz-bang website. Bad part was when it time to renew that thing and to fix it, I couldn't. So I lost my domain name. And when I was able to get one on my own, I had to get .NET. And my website didn't quite look like the one we had before. But nobody saw it anyway because it was, again, too whiz-bang for dial-up. Then by the time I got around to getting .NET again, some porno guy from Romania or Russia got it. So now .NET is a no-no. Don't go there. Got into podcasting back in 2007. Found out that I loved it. I could actually reach people, talk to them, make them laugh. Without even having to leave in my basement. Started blogging, got into this whole social media thing. And I found out, maybe, just maybe, this is where I'm supposed to be. I've been having a blast since 2007. You're listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast. It's had a couple of different names in between there, but that's what it is. And I'm Ken Blanchard, your host, also known as the Black Man with a Gun. It's been quite a roll. And as of April 1st, we're now the Black Man with a Gun Media. That's what I'm going to call this little company. I talked to my accountant and I said, hey, man, I'm going to have to incorporate he goes, after you make some money, then you can do it. I said, oh, okay. That's the deal. So now I'm going to try to be the Larry King and uh, Johnny Carson of the gun world. Giving you and your business some positive spin when you need it. That's all I got, if nothing else. Positivity. When I ain't tripping. Speaking of tripping, you know, this week in 1964, the Beatles ruled the charts. This song wasn't a hit, but I love the guitar part of it. In honor of that, how about a little this? Half the way there. She was a day 
Alibaba. What an honor. A one-way ticket, yeah. It took me so long to find out. But I found out. CrossbreedHolsters.com presents the Black Man with a Gun podcast from KenBlanchard.com. This weekly show is diverse, open, and free, involving all members of the gun community. It's not just about guns. It's about the people behind the gun, plus your rights, fun, news, and interviews. And now, here's your host, Pastor Ken Blanchard. Try to please her. She only played one night stand. Try to please her. She only played one night stands now. She was a day tripper, Sunday driver, yeah. It took me so long to find out. I found out. Tripper, day tripper, yeah, day tripper, day tripper, yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for joining me again this week. And welcome to all my new listeners. Thanks for signing in on the uh, the email capture thing, kind of on KenNBlanchard.com. The reason for that is in case Facebook and Twitter would go away tomorrow or Google did something funky, I would still have your email so I can like contact you and say, hey, this is your friend Ken, the pastor of Patriots, Paladins and Pistoleros, your friend and your brother from a different mother. And I'm just saying, hey. That's what this thing is all about, actually. Keeping in touch, keeping it real, making it so that you can uh, make it through another week. Hey, if you want to reach me for anything, my email address is blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Real email address. And my phone number, you can leave a toll-free message and I'll get back to you. 888-675-0202. I'm here for more than just uh, entertainment. Even though that's like my mantra, F-E-P-O, for entertainment purposes only. Half the stuff you see out here, that's what it's for. People aren't real. They're just here for entertainment. Because if you look at it and took it serious, you'd be pretty sad most of the time. Yeah. This show is sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com and NovaArmament.com. Nova Armament is a really cool little boutique gun store in Herndon, Virginia. If you're looking for a shop and you're in Virginia, you got to go check out Nova Armament. Don't let people get you in the pit. I got quite a few calls this week. So many that I decided to take Rob's suggestion and do a quick little video. Well, he didn't suggest a video. I just did that because I thought that was like the easiest way to do it. And you know, all my videos are done from my iPhone. I have yet to buy a camera. I was on Craigslist today looking for a nice used one I could use. Um, guy never called me back yet, though, so I'm still, until I get a get a real camera, I've just been using my iPhone. 
Yeah, for real. Don't let people affect you, though. Don't let them get to you. Keep your inner integrity, no matter what they do. Because see, we're usually in an environment surrounded by the thoughts and emotions of psycho people. And nobody exists in a vacuum, so you kind of got to deal with them. And sometimes what comes from other people does affect your brains. And, it, and if you're not on guard, you'll get hooked into the bait of others and you'll get dragged into their state, into their way of thinking and feeling and acting just as everybody around us is. And before you know it, you're caught up by the ups and the downs and the whims of other people. I've been talking to my friends that may feel snared by addiction, trapped in depression, overwhelmed by financial loss, or find themselves somehow less than satisfied with their present circumstances. Or they're just pissed off at the current state of things in their life. No matter what, I got a question for you, though. Do you believe that there are some distinctive cultural characteristics that come from heredity that give some people either an advantage or a disadvantage? Take a few minutes and think about it. That's enough of that. Well, if you think that there are some distinctive cultural characteristics that come from heredity that give some people either an advantage or a disadvantage, that's the definition of racism. And guess what? We all have varying degrees of it. Racism is the belief that a particular race is superior or inferior to another, that a person's social and moral traits are predetermined by his or her inborn biological characteristics as the technical definition. But you know, racism has existed throughout human history. And during the last thousand years, racism on the part of the West toward non-Westerners has had a far more significant impact on history than any other form of thing in our life. And you know what? You can't blame it all on the white man. Today, we have allowed it to be politically correct for a black or Hispanic person to incite that same degree of hate to white, like someone from another group can't be racist. Being a victim doesn't give you a pass to be a vigilante. The facts are racism itself are based on crazy logic. Do you know that real scientists actually disagree on whether race is a valid way to classify people? What may seem to be significant racial differences to some people like skin color, hair, facial shape are not of much scientific significance. In fact, genetic differences within a so-called race may be greater than those between races. And today, where nobody is satisfied with their life, their job, their mates, or even what they had for lunch, we are hearing some pretty hot stuff from not only normal political critters, ambulance chasers, and race baiters, but also unfortunately, from close friends. All kind of people are commenting on the Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman thing. And it's surprising, folks. It's time for us all, the same people, to step back, to turn off, to unplug, cease and desist from the angry people, the angry rhetoric, the racist comments, 
no matter who it comes from. And some of these responses and the dialogue that's coming with it sounds older than the situation. We got close friends repeating, regurgitating, and recycling verbal garbage spoken from our elders who may be much like the Archie Bunkers and the George Jeffersons of days gone by. And it's all coming out of frustration, anger, fear, and a myriad of dark places that tear down instead of edify. My brothers and my sisters, don't fall for it. Don't get into the cesspool. Don't let your spirits get engulfed in this foolishness. Don't forward the hate emails. Don't let your current mental state write a check your butt can't cash. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be upset. But don't let someone push your buttons when you're like this. And I know you know this. I just thought I'd remind you. You don't drown if you fall in the water. You only drown if you stay there. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being my friend. Don't pause for a commercial break and be right back. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our Super Tuck Deluxe or Mini Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at crossbreedholsters.com. Womensoutdoornews.com's Barbara Baird. Hey, Urban Shooter. I'm back. Ken and I talked for a while on the phone this week while he commuted home from work, and I told him, and I'm going to tell you, I feel like I'm back in high school track these days. If any of you ever competed on your school's track team, and particularly in a race that involved starting blocks, you'll know how I feel. You wait for your heat to go up to the line, and in the meantime, you're trying to keep warm. You're trying to think positively, to imagine how the race will be run, and you're trying to keep any negative thoughts from crowding into your head. And that's how I feel right now, and I know there are a lot of you out there who feel the same way. You just want to bolt out of your blocks and start doing things that you do this time of year, such as professional shooters. They're gearing up for action-packed IDPA, Bianchi, USPSA, three-gun matches, Camp Perry competitions, and all other types of matches that will be going on this spring and summer. Some of our pals who are turkey hunters live in states where the seasons have already begun. And in my home state of Missouri, the turkeys are gobbling, but we have to wait for April 16th for the seasons to start. Hey, and speaking of waiting for things in the spring... We've heard that Smith & Wesson is going to announce something very big next week. Will it be a new product line? Well, I'll be at the NRA show in St. Louis, and I'll let you know. Also, Otis Technology just released its zombie gun cleaning system. Although that system debuted at SHOT Show in January, it just became available to the public on April Fool's Day. And Otis says you need to make sure your apocalyptic survival kit includes this zombie gun cleaning system. Because, you know, it's not just you on the line, it's all of humanity. The system is designed to clean 5.56mm rifles, 9mm, 40, 45 caliber pistols, and 12 gauge shotguns all in one kit. 
it also contains 8 and 30 inch memory flex cables. That's for effective and correct breech to muzzle cleaning. Has five bronze bore brushes. A rubberized patch saver for complete 360 degree cleaning of the shotgun barrel. And specialized precision tools for complete breakdown and fine cleaning of all critical and hard to reach areas of your zombie firearm. And it comes in a lightweight soft pack with a belt loop for convenient carrying. And it just so happens that our friends at Otis want to gift one of these kits to listeners of Urban Shooter Podcast and also a zombie gun cleaning system long sleeve t-shirt. And here's a little insider info. If you look inside the eyeballs of the zombie created in the graphic design, you'll see the Otis logo in silhouette. It is way cool. So if you want to try to win this system or this shirt, just visit Facebook and like the Urban Shooter Podcast page. That's right, Urban Shooter Podcast page. And then all you need to do is find the photograph on the page of the zombie cleaning system and comment, write Otis. And if you want to see more about it, visit otistech, O-T-I-S-T-E-C dot com for more info. The deadline is next Wednesday, April 11th. And for news, reviews, and stories about women and women's zombie aficionadas, check out womensoutdoornews.com because we don't bite, scratch, or kick. Thanks, Ken. Uh, you're most welcome. And Barbara just made me rem- just reminded me that through my consolidation and updates, we have a new page. I got rid of Black Man with a Gun 1, and there's now Urban Shooter Podcast. There's only about 30 or 40 people there. So, if you'd be so kind, join the community. We're going to consolidate everything on the Urban Shooter Podcast page for Facebook. And everybody that's there is eligible to get their t-shirt and the Zombie Otis kit. But remember, you only got a few days to get it. Now, knowing this podcast is time-shifted, if you hear this way past April, it's okay. Otis still has them for you. Just check out their website. All right, in the beginning, I talked about the Beatles having a hit. Well, the 60s was a crazy time. I was a little kid when I first heard that Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. I think I was actually either in a kindergarten or in first grade. And school let out early. They wanted to get the kids home. And my school was about two miles from my house when I grabbed my little metal lunchbox and I ran all the way home. Now what's funny is that nobody walks that far anymore, especially let their kids go, but that was the 60s. I ran home crying because all the adults were upset. All the adults were crying, so the kids were crying. What did it mean? It meant that the the guy that everybody thought was the greatest of all time, the dreamer, Dr. King, the civil rights leader, the guy my parents had taken me to see. Didn't remember much of it, but I do have the button. Somebody killed him. And when we got home, every television 
was focused on stuff like this. Direct from our newsroom in Washington, in color, this is the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite and Russ Hodge in Memphis, Tennessee, Dan Rather in New York, Bernard Kalb in Saigon, Marvin Kalb in Wellington, New Zealand, and Bert Quint in Quezon, South Vietnam. Good evening. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. Police have issued an all-points bulletin for a well-dressed young white man seen running from the scene. Officers also reportedly chased and fired on a radio-equipped car containing two white men. Dr. King was standing on the balcony of a second-floor hotel room tonight when, according to a companion, a shot was fired from across the street. In the friend's words, the bullet exploded in his face. Police, who have been keeping a close watch over the Nobel Peace Prize winner because of Memphis' turbulent racial situation, were on the scene almost immediately. They rushed the 39-year-old Negro leader to a hospital where he died of a bullet wound in the neck. Police said they found a high-powered hunting rifle about a block from the hotel, but it was not immediately identified as the murder weapon. Mayor Henry Loeb has reinstated the dusk-to-dawn curfew he imposed on the city last week when a march led by Dr. King erupted in violence. Governor Buford Ellington has called out 4,000 National Guardsmen. And police report that the murder has touched off sporadic acts of violence in a Negro section of the city. In a nationwide television address, President Johnson expressed the nation's shock. America is shocked and saddened by the brutal slaying tonight of Dr. Martin Luther King. I ask every citizen to reject the blind violence that has struck Dr. King, who lived by nonviolence. Dr. King had returned to Memphis only yesterday, determined to prove that he could lead a peaceful mass march in support of striking sanitation workers, most of whom are Negroes. Dr. King had this to say last night about the situation in Memphis. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they haven't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right. There was shock in Harlem tonight when word of Dr. King's murder reached the nation's largest Negro community. Men, women, and children poured into the streets. They appeared dazed. Many were crying. A young Negro said, Dr. King didn't really have to go back to Memphis. Maybe he wanted to prove something. Well... We all know what happened. Soon after that, the Gun Control Act of 1968 went through. As we were still weeping, mourning, confused, angry, frustrated, mad. See how it goes? Gun control has come in spurts almost every 30 years since the Civil War. Don't get in a pit. While everybody's pushing your emotional hot buttons, remember the real reason. Guard your emotions. Think clearly. Keep your eyes open. 
All right. I started off talking about the big gun. Now I want to talk about the quiet guns. I learned some stuff about silencers or suppressors from the makers from silencerco.com. Check out this interview and then we'll talk about it afterwards. And now our featured presentation. Gary Hughes, welcome to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Man, tell me about Silencer Co. and what you got going on. Well, basically, Silencer Co., um, we started out about oh, three years ago or so. Um, we came to market with an idea for a better 22 long rifle suppressor, our 22 Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a need in the market for an easy to disassemble and clean rimfire silencer. And uh, we had a unique way of doing that. We brought that out to market. It was a success. Um, we then moved into centerfire handgun silencers, 9mm, 40, and 45. And from there, now we're, uh, we're moving into centerfire rifle suppressors. And uh, we just recently acquired one of our competitors, um, SWR, Southeast Weapons Research. Mm-hmm. And we've taken on their product line, and we're manufacturing that as well. So we're pretty much a full-line silencer dealer out here in the Rocky Mountains. Nice, man, nice. I wouldn't think that silencers was a hot market, but I'm wrong, right? Oh, yeah. Um, su- suppressors or silencers, whichever term you choose, um, over the last, say, five years have more than doubled. Um, the, of course, silencers are legal for civilians to own. Not a lot of people know that, Okay. Um, de- depending on the state. Um, they're legal in, I believe, 39 states at this point. More and more states are opening up their hunting regulations for use with, uh, for seeking hunt with silencers. And uh, it's getting more and more popular all the time. And it has more than doubled in, in size over the last five years. Actually, it should because you're basically just muffling noise. Yeah, essentially that's what it does. The term is somewhat of a misnomer, the term yeah. silencer. The uh, silencer is the technical term. That is the term that the NFA branch of the ATF uses to define them. Okay. Um, that was actually a term coined by um, Hiram Maxim, sort of the inventor of the silencer. He called them silencers, and so that, that term has sort of stuck with them. Okay. But they're by no means silent. Um, that's why you get people using the term suppressor. Um, a suppressor is, is a more accurate description of what the product does. It does not make this, the, the firearm silent any more than the muffler on your car makes your car silent. Right. But it will reduce the muzzle report of the firearm down to uh, what we shoot for is a, obviously as quiet as possible, but in the real world what you get is you get the, the sound down to a hearing safe level to where it's not going to damage your hearing if you fire it without hearing protection. Oh, that's good, man. That yep, makes it worth excellent. it right there. But then, does, didn't the old days silencers used to make it so that the semi-autos wouldn't chamber more than like one or two rounds or something? Well, what it would was um, suppressor technology, as as the demand has grown, mm-hmm. and of course necessity is the mother of all invention. You know, whenever we have a shooting war, all of the technology associated with that advances pretty rapidly, mm-hmm. and. Uh, silencers or suppressors are no exception to that. We've come a long way from the days back in the 
60s and the spy movies from the 70s, James Bond kind of stuff. Right, right. As far as how they work, how effective they are, how, how long they last, the uh, in back, what used to happen is the suppressor would wear out. Oh. Um, they used to have to either pack the silencer with grease, and as you shot it, that grease would get blown out the end or essentially burn off, um, and then it would get louder and louder and louder. Or you had what were called wipes um, inside the silencer, and the wipes were actually undersized for the projectile that was being fired through them, Mm -hmm. so the bullets would actually rub past them and form a gas seal. And a wipe suppressor worked very well, but obviously with that kind of, you know, you're essentially shooting bullets through it, um, it would wear out. So, you know, you'd only get, say, between 10 and 20 shots out of one before it no longer was an effective suppressor. Now, now we use what are called dry suppressors, and basically you've got an internally baffled suppressor, and that's kind of what makes each company different, right, is the spacing, the shape, um, the angle of the baffles that Uh cause uh, turbulence. They cause turbulence inside the silencer. What makes the sound of the gunshot is the mixing of hot and cold gas, at the end of the suppressor. Hot, high-velocity gas makes gunshot noise. So with a silencer, if we can slow it down and we can cool it before it exits, it gets quieter. So nowadays we do that without any of those. The bullet never contacts it, and essentially they're, they're built to last a lifetime. Oh, wow. That is different. So if somebody wanted to buy one of your products, what would they have to do? Um, essentially, you have to go find a gun dealer who is, uh, who's what's called an SOT. Um, SOT stands for Special Occupational Taxpayer, and that's a tax that that dealer pays to the ATF to have the privilege of selling National Firearms Act firearms. That can be short-barreled rifles, silencers, machine guns, etc. Okay. Um, so if you find a dealer that has that SOT, which you could go to our website, um, which is www.silencerco.com. We have dealer locators on there for the entire country. You can go on and find a dealer close to you that has that special occupational taxpayer certificate. And that dealer can then walk you through the paperwork process with the ATF to get one um, registered to you. A lot of people are under the misimpression that you have to have a license. And it's not a license. Um, You pay a tax, a one-time transfer tax, of $200 per NFA item, and essentially what they do is they register that silencer to you. So pretty. it's actually the process. A lot of people get intimidated by the paperwork process, but it's really not that bad. Okay. Uh, what it is is it's, it's really no more involved than getting a concealed firearm permit. Oh, okay. Essentially, it's pretty, it's pretty much the same process. Oh, good deal, man. Some good information. So right now, Silencer Co. works on rimfire, handgun calibers 9 and 40, and what caliber is in rifle? Um, yeah, we, we do. We have uh, 5.56 five, suppressors that we introduced just very recently at the SHOT Show in January. Mm. Um, and we're currently in research and development on our 7.62 30 caliber product line. And then down the road, we also have plans to do a, uh, a 6.8, a 3.38, and eventually some 50 BMG stuff as well. Wow. Does, does the size of the, the canister, actually the silencer itself, matter? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple things that can go into that. Essentially the things that contribute to the effectiveness of it are the, the internal volume is one. So obviously the bigger the canister, typically the better the sound suppression, although you do reach a point of diminishing returns, like with many things, right? Mm. You can put a 40 inch barrel on a 30 out six, but at some point you're actually going to lose velocity. Same okay. thing with with sound suppressors, right? You can you can make it so big, but at a certain point, it gets so big as to be impractical, ah. and you start to to uh, not see any return in sound suppression. So, internal volume is one, um, and the other thing, and really the primary contributor, well, a combination of two things is the design of the baffles, how the gas is directed once it leaves the muzzle, and what happens to that gas before it exits the front of the silencer. Oh man, tell me something. That's that's all right. So so in the movies they, they kind of screw on this thing that looks like about a like a D cell battery, and that's not real. What's what's um no. what's, what's practical? What's real in real life? Um, in a centerfire handgun, the top performing suppressors, in, including ours, for say a, a forty five ACP is mm-hmm. going to be about eight inches long. Okay. Um, you can get one that's smaller than that, but you pay a penalty in the sound reduction. Um, we manufacture the Silencer Co. Osprey is essentially the quietest centerfire handgun suppressor for the 45 ACP that you can get. Um, and it is eight inches long. Okay. Um, several companies make some that are shorter, but you pay a heavy penalty in terms of sound reduction. They get significantly louder to the point where they are not hearing safe, where you you would still need to use hearing protection with them. Ah, so then what's the point? Good deal, man. And you're adding an extra weight and extra length for a uh, uh, minimal gain. Will you guys be at the NRA annual meeting this year? We are. We're going to be at the NRA annual convention this year. Um, we're going to have samples of all of our products available. Myself, Mike Pappas, and uh, Hayden Henderson here from Silencer Co. are all going to be there. Folks, this was Gary Hughes from Silencer Co. And I think suppressors and silencers are the wave of the future. Make sure you uh, you get one for your favorite thing that goes bang. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. All right. What I learned about silencers and why I want one. You know, like many people, I didn't realize how cool having a silencer could be. You know, the movies help us believe that they're only for bad guys or assassins. And the more enlightened among us may even think it's okay for special forces to have them, but who needs them? Well, guess what? I learned that silencers, as they are classified by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, are legal to own. And they do what they're told, or they do what they're supposed to do. They suppress the noise that's never a bad thing and most importantly though they're really legal to own the reason they're they've been prohibited for so long was to keep them out of the hands of the bad guys after their invention back in the roaring 20s the u.s government put a 200 dollars tax on it and a separate background check like they do for handguns the usg created the nfa National Firearms Act in 1934 and added all sorts of firearms to it like short-barreled rifles and shotguns and short-barreled means have to be under 18 inches the barrel not the whole gun just the barrel machine guns and even devices like mortars howitzers and grenade launchers and if you're not a criminal you got the money to pay the excise tax 
per item. And don't mind going through the same rigmarole, police checks and stuff that you would have to do for a concealed carry permit. You can get a silencer. It's just that easy. So why would anybody want one? Well, the noise from guns is usually loud and it can damage your hearing. You need to take significant precautions to protect your hearing when you shoot. Even having your mouth open and chewing gum when you shoot, sound gets through, as I found out because my mouth was open when I shot the 50 cal and it rattled my head. Shooting ranges get closed down fairly commonly because of the noise levels coming from ranges nearby. What if everybody had suppressed firearms? Now, as we learned in an interview, suppressor and silencer are the same thing. All it is is a muffler screwed on or made onto the barrel of a firearm. Not only are you saving your hearing, but you're also being a good neighbor. So if you're able to get one, no license is required. You can legally purchase a handgun in your state and you're over 21 years of age. You can get a silencer. You must pay the U.S. Treasury a special $200 per firearm or per item tax. You'll probably have to have a chief law enforcement officer in your area sign off on your form number four, which is the application to transfer an NFA firearm. And then you usually put down down payment or you buy your silencer and they hold it until the background is through and uh, fingerprint cards go through and BATFE does their thing. Waits like forever and a day um, between six to 12 weeks. And then they return your form four back to you. And then you can go to the store and pick up your silencer. It's just like that. And the same thing works for any class three or NFA item. So be a good neighbor and suppress that puppy. That's what I learned from this. And I'm really happy to know that I can do that. $200 was a million dollars back in 1934, but now not so much. Still expensive, but doable. I'm hoping I can actually go to an event which is happening at the end of April. <sighs> but my money is funny. I'm putting a lot of money into other stuff, trying to get my website up and uh, changing the graphics around and consolidating stuff. I'm just trying to get more equipment that are recording stuff. I'm going to buy a, um, either a Roland or Ederol portable recorder so I can do some stuff on the, on the fly. Got to get a camera. Just a media company, right? I got to find me a media person, too. I'll probably will be looking for, uh, for help or video editors and all that stuff. So stay tuned, man. See where this thing goes. Oh, crap. I lost my train of thought. Guns, new and used, ARs, SCARs, AKs, handguns, shotguns, and cool airsoft stuff. NovaArmament.com. I got a great new gun shop for you to visit in Northern Virginia. It's called Nova Armament, located in Herndon on 795 Center Street, Suite 4A, NovaArmament.com. The place is nice. The guys are great. NovaArmament.com. 
Check them out this Saturday and say hi to Malcolm, Cameron, TJ, Chris, or Wade for me. NovaArmament.com Hey, if you go to Facebook, check out Urban Shooter Podcast community page. We got a new logo, and I need your input on it before I go too far because I want to do T-shirts and patches and embroidered stuff. I think it's a really tight logo. But if you don't like it, then I have to throw it in the trash. Yeah, I would do that. Because you matter to me. So check it out. The Urban Shooter Podcast Facebook page. And plus, when you go there, you get entered into the um, the drawing for the zombie pack, zombie cleaning kit. Yeah, that's it. Hey, anybody listening got a birthday in April? Well, happy birthday to you. Hey, did you know that uh, McKinley Morgansfield birthday was August, not August, April 4th? Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Muddy Waters. One of my all-time favorites. That was a time of our service where we asked for an offering. I want to pass the plate around. Uh, I'd like to thank you. Thank you for that. You can pick up those pennies, please. Thank Crossbreed Holsters for their continued support. And thanks, Nova Armament, for joining in. You know, this podcast is supported by about 35 people who make a monthly donation of $4. And it's much appreciated. You may have not noticed, but I have stepped up my game and I've kind of done some things in the background for the site to make the podcast even stronger, make the website better. And it costs money. Could use your help to keep things rolling, to keep growing. Also, there is a Eventbrite little orange tab on KenBlanchard.com. We're selling tickets for $20 so that I can do a national tour to actually come see you. It's an experiment because, hey, I'm not sure it's going to work, but I'm putting it out there. Look for the link to help a brother out, to help out your podcast get even better than it is today. So if you have it, glad to receive it. Thank you for your continued support and fellowship. All right. Everybody going to the NRA annual meeting this year, I wish you safe travels and I hope you get the right hotel reservations and all that stuff taken care of. It's always a bear. Yours truly will not be able to make it this year. Work is calling. And actually in about the middle of the month, maybe the episode after this, I might take a week off and just go quiet for a minute. But um, we'll see what happens. I want to thank Barbara and Otis Technologies for helping us out. Remembering Dr. King. Don't forget what I said about racism and falling in a pit. Thanks to Mr. Hughes for Talking about silencers from Silencer Co. And uh, if you got a birthday in April, happy birthday to you. Thank you for being a part of the Urban Shooter podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing it. And feel free to visit the show notes that will be on KenNBlanchard.com. 
contributing, saying, you know, criticism and comments are always welcome. Don't forget my website, email address, phone number. I'm easy to get to. I'm here for you. Even if you want to talk about something that's not gun related. I'm here in support of. That's the real deal. No catch with that one. If I can help, I will. Big shout out to ParacordUSA.com. They are creating a one-of-a-kind urban shooter podcast paracord bracelet with a dog tag and embossed name urban shooter podcast and there's actually a gun on the gun on the thing. It is too cool for school and it should be out shortly. I'm so psyched about it. As soon as I get a picture, I will have it up on the website. Hope you enjoyed a little piece from Walter Cronkite. I just take you back to 1968 for those who weren't around then, but those who were. What a time it was, wasn't it? Yeah. If I can help your business out, if I can help your service product get a little bit more attention, let me know. I'm here for you. That's Black Man with a Gun Media. The media company without a camera. <laughs> That's okay. I still got my big, hairy, audacious goals, and I'm not letting them go. All right, like drinking a tall cup of coffee on a two-hour ride, it is time to go. Thank you for riding with your friend and your brother from another mother. If you like this show, feel free to share it with a friend. The show notes for the Urban Shooter Podcast can be found on KenNBlanchard.com. And the audio for this show is attached at the bottom of that. Hey, do you have a joke, a news item, or something that would fit on the show? You can send it to me at BlackManWithTheGun at gmail.com. Want to advertise here or be a sponsor? It doesn't take much, and I know I can help you. Contact me anytime. My phone number, 888-675-0202. Now may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine on all that you do. And until we meet or you hear from me again, may God hold you in his mighty hands. I am Ken Blanchard, and I appreciate you making this one of the best gun podcasts on the planet. Shalom, baby. young men and young women who are not alive today but who will come into this world with new privileges and new opportunities. I want them to know and see that these new privileges and opportunities did not come without somebody suffering and sacrificing for them.